Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome to our morning Bible studies. You're here with a day of prayer. But before we get into the Word, let us open up in prayer. Our Father, we just thank you for everything that you've done in our lives, Lord. That you've always been a good God, Lord, and that you continue to point out mistakes in our lives, Lord, so that way we can sort them out before they come, become great trees, Lord, that are difficult to deal with, Lord. Mm-hmm. Lord, I also just thank you for your Holy Spirit that continues and always moves in our lives, Lord. Even from little minute things to big things, Lord, that he's always there with us, Lord, and that we don't have to ask for him each and every time, Lord, but that you give him freely to all, Lord. Lord, also just thank you for allowing this podcast to reach people, Lord, so that way they can learn more about you, Lord, and that way we can learn more about you ourselves, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That's a, that's a great prayer, sir. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the, especially the part of, so we can learn more about the Lord, because that's the point and purpose of this. And we are learning and growing together. No, we don't have all the answers, but I know the one who does. And he's given us his Holy Spirit, his spirit, to lead us and guide us in all truth, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Yes? Yes. Amen. So, good morning and welcome, everybody, to to our morning Bible study. We are glad that you could join us as we continue our study in the book of Romans. So, we are going to reread verses 34 through 39, and then... Share what the Holy Spirit is speaking, ministering to us. All right? So can I get a volunteer to read that, please? I will. All right, promise. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from love? From the love. One second. Of Christ. So tribulation, or distress, or or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As is written, for your sake we are are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Mm -hmm. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor in height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to sep- separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. So, as is our custom, I want to open up the floor to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit has given you and ask any questions that you have. Who'd like to begin? I guess I'll begin. All right, LaCharles. Um, as I was looking at this, the Lord was just showing me that what Paul is getting at here and saying all these things cannot separate us from the love of Christ. He's All these things are stuff we cannot overcome by ourselves. The Lord must be working through us in order for us, for us to be able, able to overcome. And it just reminded me of how so many small things in my life, I trust the Lord to help me. Because sometimes like when I'm taking a test, I may not... Un- 
remember everything that's going to be in the test and the, I ask the Lord to help me then I start to remember what was on inside the lessons that I learned and I get a good grade on the test so the Lord's saying and Paul's saying here is that it's not just all these grand things that you have to ask the Lord for help and it's all the small things that you think oh man Lord that's not a big thing really it's like mommy and dad an example of like mommy was telling us in the kitchen you clean up as you go and like mommy was saying that she didn't really didn't understand it nor did i sometimes because they say oh man i just want to cook and i cleaning just seems so uninteresting mm-hmm. but in the end is what will actually better us we think it's oh man that's so minute that doesn't matter but the lord says every little thing matters he wants to take care of everything mm-hmm. he's not gonna say okay a little sinking into heaven because by the same little sin, you will not enter into heaven. That's right. So Paul is saying here is that we can't try to overcome and use, overcome all these things in our lives without the Lord. We can't try to exclude him from the equation and say, oh, no, Lord, I'm going to overcome all these things. Then I'll come love you. He's mm-hmm. saying that it must be a joint partnership as you're going along overcoming these things. And it's not just one time. It's not just one time that you overcome these things and then, okay, Lord, I'm done. I've mm-hmm. overcome them once. That's it. But he's saying it's a constant overcoming of these things to enter into what the Lord has for us. Mm-hmm. Amen. You make your choice and you have to continue to enforce your choice for God. You make the initial choice and then you continue living. But every day you have to choose him. Every moment you have to choose him and to do what his will is. Are you still saying anything else, sweetheart? No. Okay. You reminded me um, when you were talking about how the the scope of what Paul was describing here in the last, um, in verse 38 and 39, it was big things and it was little things. But, you know, there's a scripture that says a small fox, it's the little fox that spoils the vine. But also it reminded me of Revelation 21, verse 27. And this is, in Revelation, we know we're talking about the end, the end, the end, right? And yes. we're towards the end of Revelation, so we're getting to the end, the end, the end, the end. <laughs> so verse 27 says this, but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles. This is talking about heaven, the new Jerusalem. There's, but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And so the words here that stood out to me in, in light of what you were saying, LeCharles, an abomination, we're like, oh, abomination, that's, that's serious. If it's an abomination, abomination is how Promise used to like to say that word. Very you know, drawn out. Oh, it was great. Yeah, we magnify that. If it's an abomination, we're like, oh, no, don't ever do that. But then in, in humanity, when we go, a lie, we go, that's a small thing. We go, oh, it's just a lie. Like, come on. It's almost encouraged to white lie, you know? You don't want to hurt their feelings. Go ahead and just tell a white lie. It's okay. No one's going to know. But it's the little things. Like you said, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. The Lord is, as I, I appreciate about him, he's in it to win it. So he, he means what he says, and he says what he means, and he knows what he's talking about. So without spot or blemish means what it means. So 
I appreciated that reference because God is, he's looking exactly in that spectrum. Not that our perfection comes out of our own self-righteousness. It comes out of the blood of Jesus Christ and us remaining and staying under it. But us even being so um, committed to the call and the cause of Christ that we're looking for the small things. We're not even allowing the small things to have a foothold to separate it. You know, kids, you hear me say this. There, Some things are it's just kind of dumb to get in trouble over small things, right? Yes. It just makes no sense. And to let a lie separate you, <laughs> because then that it will be our choice. But is that worth coming between us? So this is a, a two-sided dichotomy. God is not letting anything separate us. We should take the same perspective. Lord, if you don't want anything to separate us, I should not want anything to separate us. Because a relationship goes both ways. Right? Yes. yes. My husband has to be just as committed to me as I am to him. Otherwise, we're lost. We're not going to make it. And likewise, I have to be just as committed to him as he is to me. Now, contrary to what you may have heard, it's not 50-50. <laughs> yes. It's 100-100. That's right. Everybody, both parties in the relationship have to give 100% of their energy to the relationship. First to God, and then absolutely hundred to the Lord, and then a hundred in the relationship. Well, and and yes, but even in the focus of the concept of what God has commanded me to do, because even in a relationship, there are times where the other person may not be doing it, but that's not my excuse not to do it. Exactly that's right. My hundred is not dependent on his; it's dependent on what um, I'm required. Yeah, I like the, there's, a, there's an old little story that, that says um, lady was uh, all upset with her husband and she went to see the pastor and said, Pastor, I'm going to divorce him. I'm done with him. It's terrible. He comes home, he doesn't do anything and just complains and complains and complains and he says, well, you know what? You know, he sounds like he's pretty bad. You ought to really make it sink in though. She goes, what do you mean? She goes, oh, let's get him good. She goes, oh, I like that. What should I do? He goes, I want you for the next six months, I just want you to spoil him rotten. I want you to have his favorite meal for him. I want you to have his favorite drink. I want you to have his slippers ready for him right next to the recliner when he comes in. And just spoil him rotten. And in six months to the date, I want you to just to disappear. Empty the house. And when he comes home for work, he'll be devastated. He'll never get over it. She goes, oh, I love it, Pastor. That's what I'm going to do. So he runs into her about seven months later in the grocery store. He says, how are you liking the single life? She goes, single life? What are you talking about? He goes, well, you said you were going to divorce your husband. Divorce my husband? Why would I divorce my husband? He's the best man ever. He looks after me. He does all these wonderful things for me. He's so fr- blah, blah, blah. The point of the story is, for this one, if you want to be treated like a queen, treat him like a king, right? You have to do your part in the relationship regardless of what you receive back. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to be fully committed to that, which goes back to our relationship with Christ. Are we fully mm-hmm. committed to it? Mm-hmm. And it really shows up in the small things. It, does. it doesn't show up in the big Actually, the big things are really the easy things, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, you know, it's blatant sin is easy to see you see it a mile away an abomination you yes an abomination <laughs> abomination yeah come on promise say it for us <laughs> abomination oh, no, no, abomination. Say, say it like oh. you used to sir yeah say it like you used to abomination there you go that's it yeah oh i love it yeah we can see those a mile away we can turn from those long before they get anywhere near us mm-hmm. it's those little itty bitty things right even even something simple, I was talking to somebody that he's engaged, and uh, he made a comment about, um, I don't know why she's always after me, my, my phone being locked. And it really bothers her. And I said, well, why is your phone locked? And he goes, well, I've always locked. I don't let anybody in my phone. And I said, what do you got to hide? <laughs> what message are you sending? Mm-hmm. And he went, oh, dang it. 
I said, so what are you going to do? He goes, I guess I'm going to unlock my phone. I said, well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking. You know, mm-hmm. It's a little thing, but it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I'll and just it, give her the password, yeah. Well, it gives, it, I told mm-hmm. him, I said, really what it does is it gives way. Have you fully committed yourself to her mm-hmm. in such a manner that before the phone rings and a girl calls you or an old girlfriend calls you, you've already made the decision you don't even want to take the phone call? Mm-hmm. Or have you positioned yourself in such a way that if the sin presents itself, then you can decide whether you want to participate in it or not? Mm-hmm. It's just a little thing. Mm. Whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful point you bring up, brother. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we have all had conversations with other Christians or believers. And it's always about, all right, in these conversations about standing for Christ. All right, and I've been in, in places, churches, other facilities where like, well, if someone came in there in here right now with a gun and put it to someone's head and said, well, renounce Christ or die, or denounce Christ or die, they would be able to stand, right? Why does it have to get to that extreme level? Like we always, as you pointed out, focus on the big things, the most extreme circumstances. I'm saying they won't ever happen, right? But what about all the little things every day that that doesn't that we do that don't reflect christ in our life <laughs> that where we're not no. where it demonstrates that we're not standing for him yeah right what about all those things it's just well people want to sweep it under the rug and say oh it's a, that's a small thing it's a trivial thing mm-hmm. but all of it de- demonstrates the exact same issue either you're going to stand for him or you're not right and and going back to here in Romans, right? We talked about this in a previous episode about who's bringing a charge against the elect, right? If we judge ourselves rightly, then the Lord is able to make us a stand, right? Which that's uh, Romans eight thirty three, and in thirty four, Paul asks the question, "Who is he who condemns?" Right? Who's the one? There's only one that's able to do so, and that is Christ at the appropriate time, which is why he continues after that question and says, it is Christ who died and furthermore is also written, who is even sitting at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Mm-hmm. And, and you can look at that in a number of places, right? I love how Paul asked the question, who's the one that's going to do this then? Like we can get accused of all sorts of things, but who's going to condemn us? Yes, the Holy Spirit is there to convict us of sin. That is part of his role, right? But it's Christ who's going to judge, who's going to condemn. And he makes that abundantly clear. And it's said throughout multiple scriptures. John three seventeen, right, uh, is one. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Something very similar is said in John 12, 47, right? By, by Jesus, the Christ himself, the Messiah, says, I did not come into the world to judge it. I came to save it, right? And then he also says that, he continues with that and says, if I do judge, I judge rightly because why? He only says what the Father says and only does what the Father does. Exactly. So it's not his judgment. He's 
receiving from the Holy Spirit who has taken from the Father himself and disclosed it to him. Yes? Now, of course, there is an appointed time for that. Mm -hmm. And Paul writes about that in in a number of different places. Uh, We can go to 2 Timothy 4.1, right? Uh, When he charges Timothy, and he says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom. So as you pointed out, honey, these are for the end times, right? There is an appointed time for these things. Yes? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in a, a number of scriptures, Acts ten forty two, right? Um, he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to judge the living and the dead. Mm-hmm. So Paul is saying, hey, this is a part of Christ's role. Th- this is. Oh, it is. I, I, I took what that breath because I was like, he's the only one that's got the right. The to only do this one that has the right to do it. Because the yes. Father has committed it into his hands, which is what you've exactly you've read. But then, I love in the next verse, verse thirty-five, right? And he goes into, "Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations, distresses, persecutions, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword?" Right? And and as we were just discussing all these quote-unquote extreme circumstances but then let's look throughout the word how did they come about as a result of sin as a result of sin and sin reaching its fullness which brings forth death right mm-hmm. but i love who shall separate us from all these things and actually as i was reading that i was reminded of ephesians 6 which as many know, is about the armor of God, especially starting in verse 10, right? Yes. So, we are told, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Mm -hmm. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers against rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places and then we're encouraged therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having girded your waist with truth put on the breastplate of righteousness having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one mm-hmm. and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit, being a watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Right? Now I bring this up because to me this was very similar, right? Which is why he goes into Hey, there's, there's all these things that happen, right? They happen as a result of sin. But if you, and I, I brought this up because even if you look at, when you look at the Old Testament, the prophets who were sent and ministered the gospel and spoke the word of the Lord repeatedly to the people. Yes, they were protected by the Lord, but they weren't excluded from experiencing what was brought on the land by the people 
And even then, right, the Lord already did what he did on the cross, right? And we talked about that. Redemptions of sins, he gave us, and he made us joint heirs with Christ, sons and daughters of the Most High God, as you pointed out, um, honey, right? But he has already given us what we need to be able to stand. He gave us this armor, right? And as you pointed out, or was discussed uh, in the previous podcast, he's the only one that's able to do it, right? Um, in Hebrews 7, it starts in verse 11, right? Talking about the, the need for a new priesthood and Christ being our priest, right? Mm-hmm. It really, uh, I'll begin in verse 19 uh, through 25 says, for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing of a better hope through which we draw near to God, right? And of course, this is talking about Christ being the, the new high priest. And inasmuch as he was not made a priest without an oath, for they have become priests without an oath, but he with an oath made by him who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Amen. And then this, this next verse is key. Therefore, he is also able to save to the utmost those who come to God through him. Mm-hmm. Since he always lives to make intercession for them, right? And there's a couple things here. Of course, John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And you see that spelled out there. Yes? The way, the truth, and the life. But also, who's able to save? Jesus. Jesus. He is able to save. To the uttermost. To the uttermost, yes. That means every little jot and tittle, every strand of hair, your toenails, your eyebrows, your eyelashes, your eyelid, everything. Nothing is left undone. Exactly. And what is he doing? He's making intercession for them. Those he saved. Yep, that have come in through him. Say the the saints, right? Let's go back to Ephesians 6. He gave us this armor. He gave us this armor. Mm-hmm. We already have it. Mm-hmm. We actually have to clothe ourselves with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and you see that in a, a number of different places, right? Um, we're told to um, put on love, right? Mm-hmm. Other yes. scriptures say God is love. We are putting on Christ, Amen. right? Isn't that exactly what we were just discussing here in... Ephesians 8, I'm sorry, Ephesians 8, Romans 8, Mm. right? Being conformed to the image of his son, Jesus the Christ. Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Job says the same thing. In Job 29, put on Christ. Uh, Job 29, 14 says, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban, right? But he put on righteousness. He put on Christ. Now, Christ gave us all these things. This is 
a number of articles, right? But we just put on the armor, right? Um, we're just talking about the armor of God, but what is it? The garment of praise. We have the garment of praise. There's a number of different things, but we ha- he's already given us these things to put on, to use, to function, mm-hmm. and operate in, function or operate in, right? Um, again, as we pointed out in Hebrews, who's able to save? Jesus. Jesus. Okay. And how is he doing it? How does he do it? By his blood. By his blood, his redemptive work on the cross mm-hmm. and making intercession for us. Yes. Who also is doing that? Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. This is the life in the spirit chapter. Right? Mm-hmm. And and we can't do it of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? His word says that very specifically. Without me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. So when you say life in the spirit, you mean both living your life by the guidance and immersed in the function of the Holy Spirit, but you also mean by letting your inward man who has been made new, made alive to Jesus Christ, your, your spirit man, make your decisions and letting that align you with what God is doing and using both of these terms cooperatively, both yes. we're living in the Holy Spirit and we're living with our spirit and we're not giving opportunity to living a natural life with carnal um, mindsets or um, processes. We're not living by the carnality that we have been delivered from, but instead we're living by the our inward man who is connected with the Holy Spirit and bringing our whole self completely and entirely into the kingdom, into the blood of Jesus, into the oneness that we have with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes, okay. absolutely. And it matters, right? Because it does. this is even the Old Testament. Zechariah says in Zechariah 4, right? It's not by might nor by power, but by, by my spirit, says the Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who is this Holy Spirit? We've read John 16. And so if you have not heard that from us, please check it out. But let's understand who the Holy Spirit is. That's Isaiah 11, right? Uh, Isaiah 11, verse 2. And this is, of course, talking about Christ in his earthly ministry, right? Okay. But verse 2 is describing the Holy Spirit that it was going to rest on him, right? And it says that very plainly. Verse 2 says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And then it begins describing the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Amen. So, and again, like we said, what is the Holy Spirit doing? Guiding us into all truth, showing us things to come, bringing to our remembrance all things that the Father has said to us or the Lord Jesus has said to Mm -hmm. us, teaching us of who God is. He is keeping us in all our ways. Um, Yes, and let's bring it back to um <clears throat> Romans eight twenty six and seven. Likewise the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us mm-hmm. with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he that is the Spirit. And and as we just read, 
Jesus makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Do we see how that's just come full circle now? Mm -hmm. Everything we've been discussing here, predestination, election, free will, God's eternal plan. God is going out of his way to get us into the kingdom. <laughs> he's going he, and he's already out of his way. provided these things. Mm-hmm. Without him, we can do nothing. Mm-hmm. So just real quick, we let's, let's go back to verse 30 of chapter 8 for just a moment and slow walk through that. God predestined us, so he wrote the plan that he has for us. And then he called us, meaning from our mother's womb, when he came out, he gave us he gave us the equipment that we needed in our natural personality. He gave us, he said, hey, this is what I want you to do. And then after he called us, he justified us. He said, now, I'm going to take the blood that you need. I know, I know that you're not going to be able to do this on your own. So I'm going to get the, the inner workings, the spiritual components. I'm going to get you all the help you need, the ministering angels, everything you need. I'm going to put it in the blood of my son, and I'm going to put that on top of you to actually help you get there because you don't have what you need. You don't have everything that's required in and of yourself, but I know that, and I'm just going to put that on top of you. I'm going to give you the sword of the spirit. I'm going to give you the um, armor of God. I'm going to give you ministering angels. I'm going to give you wisdom and guidance. Everything that you could possibly need, God provided that. And then the part where he talks about glorified, that's, that's us returning to the heavenly community. So I'm going to take you from before you even knew there was a start, all the way to finish and doing everything that's required in between there. All I need you to do is walk with me. Which has been the message from the beginning. What did he tell Moses when he asked, how will I know that you are with us, that, that you brought us on this journey? And what is the Lord's response to Moses? When Does anyone remember? When you look back. Continue on. Go ahead. When you look back and you see where you came from and you know that there is no way that you could have made this on your own. Do you, do we see the, the similarity? It's been this way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We, through faith and or access, the grace given mm-hmm. from the Lord that came as a result of his love for us. Mm-hmm. And he literally paved the way for us to make the entire journey, That's right. which can only be done in and through him. And the leading of his Holy Spirit, those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Well, amen. Yeah. Um. Just. Um. Well, let me share something real quick. So, in 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 my version here, in, in uh, thirty four, it talks about who could divorce us Ooh. is the word that's used, mm-hmm. and that just puts another perspective into the component of our relationship. When, when I listen to both of you sharing the things we were talking about, how God has prepared in advance, mm-hmm. you think about a faithful spouse, mm-hmm. a faithful spouse is sacrificial. You talked earlier uh, about hundred percent, a hundred percent. It can even go beyond that, but it's not reciprocal. It's a commitment to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, there's countless examples of um, spouses who have been, you know, completely paralyzed, quadrupedal, quadriplegics you know Mm -hmm. um and yet the other spouse remains 
um, there to care and take care. And Mm -hmm. wow, what a commitment that is, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's what God has done for us. And, um, and what message do we send? You know, we were talking a lot about the little things. You know, what message do we send as a spouse? Um, you know, would we ever communicate with someone um, the same way that we would communicate with our spouse? Um, we shouldn't because it sends a wrong message, right? How often do we communicate with God that says we're kind of holding our, our union to you loosely? Mm. This other thing looks good. This other thing feels good. And it's always in those little things. You know, we, we, uh, we were talking about Song of Solomon's, you know, the small fox is spoiled by men defense. Right, men defense, man. This little hole, get it, get it, get it. Go fix it right now. It's not a question of the fence rotting. It's a question of you've got to maintain that because there's little things that slip in. Mm-hmm. So I think about little things, and um, you know, there's a lot of people. Um, I was listening to a uh, a radio station that's listener supported, mm-hmm. and they were saying, you know, well, we've wrapped up our fund drive, but if you still <laughs> want to give, you can always give because if you give, it's going to make a difference in so many people's lives. And we've got the stories of all the people that you've made. So if you feel like you need to give, if you've got to give, and you want to give, and if you've got to give, and go, and blah, 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 and you just went, I was like, oh my gosh, would you just let it go? But um, you know, where are you with God in your giving? Where are you in the little things? Um, I, I personally believe, and I think uh, you all would share the same thought, that you know, uh, a tithe and gifts is a small requirement of an outward expression of our commitment to God. Hmm. Now, where you place that, that's a whole different story. That's between you and God. We always are communicating here. Do what you hear the Father. Yes. You know, do what the Father does. Hear what he, listen to him. Do what he tells you to do. That's right. So by no means are we ever going to say you should give to this ministry. What we communicate is that we've given you a pathway to do that if God's called you to do that. Because mm-hmm. we can rest and trust that all the provision that's necessary for this ministry to move forward has already been done. It's already been given. It already exists. Mm-hmm. So we just encourage you to be faithful. If it's to this radio ministry... Please do so. Well, I say radio ministry. It's not radio. Just tell it on myself in eight. But to this ministry, please do so. Re- go to the website at adayofprayer.org. If you want to communicate with us in any way, uh, whatever that is, comments, questions, suggestions, criticisms, praises, <coughs> prayers, concerns, subject matter that you need help with, whatever it is, John and Kamisha are here. They're fully committed to helping people grow and mature in Christ and um, and applying all this that God has for you in, um, in practical manner so that you can live it out, so that you can enjoy the fullness of that relationship, so that you can be faithful in the little things, so that you get to experience the wonderful benefits of his blessing and the big things. And um, so we just encourage you to do that. And um, I think I just, how about if I just go ahead and close us in prayer? Sounds great, brother. Please do. <sighs> Father, thank you for the richness and the depth and the ever-ending expanse of your word. And thank you that it's so simple, that it's clear to us in every moment that we have no excuse in what it is that you want us to do and how we get to experience that wonderful relationship with you. Thank you for every moment of our lives and all that you're doing. Help, Help us grow that relationship with the Holy Spirit within us with Jesus Christ and with you individually, Lord. Mm-hmm. Help us to glorify you in all that we do. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Oh, we love you. 
God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.